people can be complete idiots sometimes. You know, so you know that Jason Robertson signed, right? Yes. Okay. So you remember how the other day after the whistle reported, you heard and I heard that tires were being kicked in Dallas. Yep. About potentially trading for Jason Robertson. Yep. People take that as like that it's going to happen. I got this guy Dave tweeting at us saying, like this guy, complete moron. Okay. Uh, what does he say? He says, "Wait, I thought the Sabers had interest and we're talking and we're talking to the Stars about a trade, uh, Kevin." Uh, this, of course, courtesy of the insiders with a laughing emoji af- after the whistle. He's talking in response to Kevin Weeks' tweet about Robertson resigning. And for clarification, it's funny because when you put that out, people are like, "Well, everybody would do that, don't you think? Anybody would kick tires on him if he- they knew he was available or whatever." And now it's like this guy thinks that because we said that it was going to happen. That's strike one, idiot. And then number two. And then he says, and then we have Jeremy Roenick on yesterday talking about the uh, uh, Patrick Kane situation. And this guy, he says, I'll take what Frank Saravalli says about the Kane situation over these guys all day long. Kane is not signing in Buffalo. Okay. All right. What? Your feathers are ruffled. Listen, I mean, people listen to a lot of the stuff that we say, a lot of the stuff that, um, you know, Elliot Friedman says, or Darren Dreger, or any one of those, Frank Saravalli, these guys get information. They hear things. People tell them things, things that happen behind the scenes. What do they do? They report on those things. Do you know how many of those things that they hear over a course of a year actually comes to fruition that actually happens an extremely, extremely low percentage. Now, I was told from a birdie that the Sabres had interest. Does that fucking mean that Jason Robertson's coming to Buffalo? (laughs) Apparently. Take your head out of your ass, uh, Dave, or whatever the guy's uh, name is. Like, I mean, we're reporting on things that we hear behind the scenes. Is everything going to happen? No. But you know, listen, I mean, if listen, Dave, if you want us to keep our mouth shut and not say anything, we can, our podcast is going to sound like this. But I will say this, Dave, thanks for listening. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. We got, listen, I mean, there's a lot of, fuck Dave's you, Dave. <laughs> there's a lot of Dave's out there, but you know what? Um, it was a sad day when I when I woke up this morning. You're the one who told me that uh, that Jason Robertson signed a contract. It's actually a really interesting contract. He's 23 years old. He is a hell of a hockey player, and he signed a four year contract. He almost did, um, kind of like an Austin Matthews, right? Super high end player. You have all these young players that are in the same category, whether it's uh, Tage Thompson, whether it's um, uh, Norris from Ottawa, you have Cairo Thomas from um, uh, St. Louis. These young players all signed seven and eight year deals, all making around seven, eight million dollars. Okay. On long term deals. Robertson, very interesting, signed a four year contract. That will take him till he's 27 years old. 
And let me tell you something. I I was I was looking up, you know, the reason for that. Like, why wouldn't that? Why wouldn't a young guy like that just negotiate a little bit more? Eight and a half, eight point seven five million a year. And this young guy's banking on himself. Okay, he's banking on himself. He's a hell of a hockey player. And and what people need to realize is guys like Jamie Ben in three years. million is going to come off the cap with Jamie Benn. Okay. Um, Guys like Joe Pavelski, $5 million next year will be coming off the cap. Tyler uh, Sagan is going to be coming off the cap in five years. He makes $9.85 million in four years when, when Robertson's up. And this is the most important thing. Not only are the highest paid guys in the team going to be gone and and possibly moved on and retired, but the salary cap in four years is going to be $92 million. And then the next year, it's going to be like $95 million. He is going to knock it out of the park on his next contract. If he continues to play at the level that he did last year, if he does that for the next four years, he is going to get paid ungodly money. So he's banking on himself. The other guys, Thomas, Cairo, guys like that, they took the long-term deal, $8 million, uh, eight years, $64 million. But Jason Robertson... If he continues to play at the level that he has for the next four years, which is going to be 23, 24, 25, and 26, at age 27, he'll sign an eight-year deal, and it is going to be massive. Does this take him right to free agency? Did you mention yes. that? Yes. Don't you still think the number's a little bit low? Uh, I don't because you're you're on a four-year deal. He's making $7.75 million a year, and he's on a four-year deal. If he continues to play, the way that we all know that he can play, he is going to crush. And I mean, crush the next contract when he starts at 23 years old or or, or 20. He's going to be 27. He's going to be turning 27. He's going to sign an eight year deal. You're going to have Jamie Ben gone. Matt uh, Pavelski is going to be retired. All the high paid guys are going to be gone. You know, you're going to have Sagan, who's making $9.85 million for one more year, which at that time, who knows what's going to happen? They might buy him out. Who knows? But all I know is there's going to be a hell of a lot of money. The salary cap's going to go up probably 10 to $15 million in that time. Okay, so was you're going to have Jason question? Robertson absolutely crush the next deal. So do you think Dallas was really taking calls on this guy, or do you think teams were just calling? So let's just say the I hypothetical think, of the Sabres, for instance, because we both kind of heard the same thing from different people. So yeah. let's just say that they call, right? Are they taking the call to hear what they're offering? Because we talked yesterday off the air, just on the phone, saying the Sabres are one of the only teams in the league that could pull that deal off without yes. any hiccups, right? Because they well, have... For, for a number of prospects, too. they have all the perfect pieces that would be required to land a player like Robertson. So, you know, I just wonder if if Dallas was really open to even trading him or were they just taking, was that a negotiation tactic? Because don't you think Dallas would have wanted to hear some way? I think it's a little way, bit of both. Don't you think Dallas would have wanted to hear in some way that they're taking calls on him being traded? Because the last thing this guy would want to do 
a week before the season is I have to deal with a trade and a contract. True. Um, but I mean, think so this this Jason Robertson was a second round draft pick. He has moved way past his draft status and is now in an elite category. He's a 41 goal scorer. He's 79 points in 74 games, I think it was. He's over a point a game. He's only 23 years old. He's only played two years in the league. What Dallas has seen from this guy, they love. But you can stock, and I mean stock the cupboard, with players like this that you hit on in the second round, okay? You you used a second-round draft pick to get this guy. You know how much... You know how much you can get from a player like this? Maybe they're looking at going in a little bit different direction. Maybe they're sitting there saying, we've got to test the market on Jason Robertson. We want to see exactly what is out there. What kind of deal can be made for a player of, of his stature? Okay. And I think it would be massive. I mean, massive like multiple first round draft picks, which Sabres have multiple super high end elite prospects, which the Sabres have and, and probably current players in a lineup right now that can play in the NHL right away. Sabres have all these things. So that's why I wasn't surprised when I heard that there was some tire kicking because Sabres are the one team, like you said, have all of the collateral um, to to go and make this, this, move. this type yeah. of deal for this, this player. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. I just was wondering, I guess my question was, do you think Dallas was to really taking calls or would have been open to trading him or would they have just held out until he signed the deal? But you didn't bother to answer that. You just decided to. What's that? Do you think Dallas is really taking calls? Doesn't matter. Yes, do you remember I do. yesterday? Remember yes, yesterday? I do. I think they're I just answered the question. I think they I think they took calls to find out what what is out there. What's the market like? You know, you know, when you have a player that develops into a type of player that he is developed into, you don't want to let those things go, but you also want to see what it can garner. And I think they did that. But they also see him for not only the now, but the future of this team. So, you know, yesterday we talked with JR about the situation in Arizona. So I sent out a text message to a little birdie I got out there in the desert. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. I said, heard the boys in Arizona are fuming about the setup. And the response, sent that at 8.55 a.m., the response at 11.40 yesterday morning, when they were telling us about it and how they were going to have mobile locker rooms, workouts, and essentially shipping containers, I started to feel really bad for these players. And if you manage to piss off Shane Doan to the point of him leaving, you're really doing things wrong. So Shane Doan. Oh, let's break that. Let's break that down. Can you read it again for me? Did you, did you just tell me that they're working out in shipping containers? The hell's that? Yeah, I, do I don't. Ship? 
I don't know. We got to do a little more research into that, but that's what it said. It said when they were telling us about it and how they were going to have a mobile lock, have mobile locker rooms, workouts, and essentially shipping containers. I started to feel really bad for the players that will be wasting their careers. And if you manage to piss off Shane Doan to the point of him leaving, you're really doing things wrong. So Shane Doan back in earlier September took a step back from his role with the Arizona Coyotes. So this is from Elliot Friedman said Shane Doan is taking a step back from the Arizona Coyotes reached by phone on Thursday morning. Doan stressed. I don't want this to be seen in any way that hurts the organization. I want the arena bid to be successful for hockey's long-term future in the Valley. Doan rejoined Arizona's chief hockey development officer in January, 2021 after three years in the NHL's hockey operations department. Given his history, he's played 1,466 games. He's leader in goals, assists, and points. It would seem far better for him to be more involved than not, but Don wanted no part of that storyline, saying he's a big fan of second-year head coach Andre Torney and would help him in any way that that's asked. It also gives him more time to spend his time with his four children, including Josh, taken 37th overall in last July's draft by the Coyotes. I guess his kid goes to Arizona. So State. he is. So Shane Doan is the chief hockey development guy. No, he in, took. He has taken a step back. Wow, that and speaks louder than anything when you when you have a guy like Shane Doan and how respected he is around the NHL. To have someone step away like that and just be like. This is not what I want amidst to be a, a part shit of. show. I'm still trying to get past the the working out in shipping containers, doing workouts in in mobile shipping containers. Like how how ridiculous is is this? This is we've never in all the years that that I've been watching hockey or been a part of hockey i've never seen anything so mickey mouse in my entire life how the team in arizona is still there i can't understand because i remember back when i was a player rep for the montreal canadians i remember listening back in those meetings how much money arizona was losing and they're still losing it i don't understand why they're in the league i don't understand why there hasn't been more, you know, owners around the league unhappy with having this team that's basically just been a dark black hole, a money pit. To be hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Be in the league. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's actually happening. I think that was just something that they were suggesting because I... I think they're completely separated from the university team. Like, I don't, I don't think they're anywhere. They're, they're, they built like separate locker rooms. It's just a complete disaster. 
it's a complete disaster. But anyway, that's the latest I heard is that uh, Shane Doan didn't step aside. That he left because he's unhappy. Aaron Judge hit 62. Do you care about that? I don't. Why are we even bringing that up? Until he hits 74, then don't. Like, I'm not even a baseball guy. But I'll tell you, don't don't come talk to me until he hits 74. So you consider the Bonds and McGuire days, regardless of the steroid allegations, you consider those the record, even though there's, quote unquote, an asterisk beside it because of the steroid scandal. You're, do you still consider that the record? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It was the most exciting time in baseball. I'll, t- I'll tell you that for one. Okay. I'm not a baseball guy, but I watched baseball back then when, you know, Giambi and uh, Sammy Sosa, McGuire, Barry Bonds were like striking dingers. Okay. That's number one. Number two, the pitchers that were pitching against them, they were all clean, right? They were all clean, though, weren't they? Some of them weren't. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They were throwing heat. And they had a hit against them. So you're saying all and fair. That's that's number two. Number three. If you don't think these guys in uh, Major League Baseball are still doing steroids, then you're an idiot. How about that? How about that? Still using drugs. Still using drugs. They're just using better ones that they can't find <laughs> yet. And then when they can find those ones, okay, all right. I appreciate your stance. I'll, I'll That's even just jump, my thought. I'll even jump on board with that. I'm like 62. It's like McGuire hit that. McGuire hit that in late August. <laughs> I don't right? care. I don't care. You know, like they want to take roids and juice up their body to hit hit home runs. I'm all for it. You know, it's like you're not you're not running anybody over. Am I wrong in saying that, you know, for me, Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. We're sitting here, you know, patting, you know, Aaron Judge on the back at 62. I, I yeah, okay. I'm not impressive, Aaron. I'm not impressed. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not impressed at all. I'm not impressed. Like 11 less than the, the guy who's hit the most in, in the history of the game. Do you think those guys that did you know, stand up in front of Congress and lie or be honest. Like Jason Giambi stood up and, and admitted to it. You know, Raphael Palmero was the one that denied it. And then he tested positive. He took his didn't Roger off. Clements do, do the same thing. Roger I think Clements. he was like, oh, I didn't uh, take steroids. Yeah, you did. So yeah, do you think those did. guys should be in the Hall of Fame? Yes, absolutely. I agree. I agree. They are solely responsible for saving baseball. <laughs> I mean, uh, how how do you how do you even have any other? You actually about think it? that's a joke? No, you actually don't. are. You, I, I'm laughing because they it's did serious. Save I'm not baseball. laughing because it's funny and it's a joke. I'm laughing because it's it's a serious comment, and a lot of people think that way but are afraid to say that. Put them in. Save save baseball. Baseball was dead. Um. I don't watch baseball. I actually hate baseball. 
You did that more than, more than any sport. Give me any sport I would rather watch over baseball. But I know that baseball people love here. People love baseball like it's 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 a passion. Okay, they understand the game. They understand the little uh, the 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 little nuances that make the game great to them. I didn't grow up playing baseball. I don't watch baseball. I'll tell you this: I watch baseball every freaking night when Sammy Sosa and Derek McGuire going at it toe to toe. Mark McGuire, but it's all right. Derek McGuire, I like it. Derek McGuire. There you go. And then uh, you got then you got Bonds. I mean, it was it was exciting to watch that that um that everybody back everybody then. tuned in. Yeah. Everybody was watching and wanted to know what was going on with the home run record and everything. I can remember McGuire's uh 60 second shot that broke Maris's record. It was down the third base line. It was a line drive just over the wall, barely made it over. Yeah. And then the ball sold for like millions, I think. But no, it was, yeah. I, it was and, interesting. And what's, I mean, the, what's the ball selling for right now? Is is uh like are they getting these balls back for judge or or how how's this all working? Yeah, I I got I I don't know. Something I the the person came down with the ball um and you have to get it authenticated. And actually it's funny that we're talking about this because last night. Um, this is from BJ Reigns. According to the Bally Sports broadcast, the guy that caught Albert Pujols' 703rd home run last night, his final regular season homer of his career, um, left the stadium without getting the ball authenticated by Major League Baseball. And he said that kills the value of the ball. So you have to, I guess, go down and then get it authenticated before, and and then I don't, I don't know what happened with the with the Aaron so Judge what's, ball. Who was the guy? I I don't know if it, if it was the Derek McGuire ball or if it was the Barry Bonds ball, but he ended up catching the ball. I don't know who. Did he give it back to him in the field? No. Okay. Nope. This this guy took it, and and uh, I guess they sent some people up to try and get the ball for Mark McGuire and they offered him like a, a ball and a bat. Okay. Or something like that. And he said, no, I want to go down and meet Mark McGuire. That's what he said. And the, and they, and they said, no. So the guy's like, fuck you. I'm keeping the ball. So he keeps the ball. And ends up selling it years later for like three point one million dollars. Yeah, that might have been the Bonds ball, or maybe it was the Bond. It was one. It, it was it one of those two guys. But um, well, someone, someone, some baseball player last night tweeted. He said, "I respect Judge and his sixty-two home runs. That's crazy. But don't act like Bonds didn't hit seventy-three. Steroids don't make you square up around a ball and round bat." Let's be real. It's true. Yes, hundred uh, percent. It's it's absolutely true. But and, and, and it, listen, I mean, the pitchers that were pitching against those guys were guys. Listen, I mean, a lot of these guys were on some sort of performance enhancing drug, 
not saying all of them were. So everybody who's listening to this is absolutely losing their shit right now. I'm not saying all of them. I'm saying that there is a, a number of players in the league that use performance enhancing drugs of some sort. Okay. And, you know, pitchers, pitchers were, were, were using it and they were throwing heat. Well, and I'm, they glad, didn't you, I'm glad you brought up the pitchers because the pitchers that were pitching to judge and, and I just, the ones that were intentionally walking him, what an, that's embarrassing. Okay. You want to talk about something that is terrible for the game. You've got this great hitter and you're going to intentionally walk him. Okay. Cause you don't want your name to be attached to history. Here's the way I look at it. Number one, you're a chicken shit. Cause I don't think the pitcher's making that decision. So don't blame it well, on the pitcher. Uh, that's fine. But well, you know what? Then the manager shouldn't be allowed to make that, that, that decision because the pitcher should want to be the guy that tries to strike the guy out, not throw him, not walk him on purpose. Cause you're afraid to get hit. Simple as that. That's what I think. It's a chicken shit move and it should be a penalty. It shouldn't be a, uh, a single should be a triple because then that might make them reconsider like, Hey, do you have faith in your pitcher to strike the guy out? Or are you going to take the, so chicken you're saying shit everybody that gets walked walk him. What? So everybody that gets walked intentionally to, walked, you intentionally have to, walk, if you have the catcher holding base. his glove off to the side yeah. and he steps off four feet and you throw four balls to the side. He goes to third. So you want to change because clearly baseball. he's a good enough hitter to put himself in a position to hit a double or a triple or a homer. So if yep. you're walking him, that's because he's a threat. So put him Absolutely. on. It's but fucking why not? bullshit. Listen, I mean, there's there's big hitters in the game. They may want to walk a certain guy because he he's hitting lefty against a righty and he has a percentage that's really high. So they're going to walk that guy and go to the next guy who's still an awesome hitter, but may not have the same success against, you know, a certain pitcher. It's, exactly. it's strategic. It's, it's, it's strategic. And that's the way baseball is, you know, like, and that's why the game sucks. And before, just before we end this conversation, the guy who caught, uh, Aaron judge 62nd ball has been offered $2 million. How 3.2, $2 million. What do you mean? Oh. How'd you get 3.2 out of $2 million? I, I don't know. I thought there was I thought there was another one that sold for more than that for like no, three. I, I, the, I, I told you the guy who caught that ball. I'm, I'm not sure if it was Barry Bonds or if it was Mark McGuire. The, the guy they came up in the building and said, we'll give you a ball and we're going to give you a bat. And he said, I'd like to meet Mark McGuire or, or Barry Bonds, one of the two. And they said, no. And the guy's like, okay, screw it. I'm not giving you the ball then. Oh, so he okay, because Mark McGuire's went for $3 million. That's why. Okay, that's the ball then. It was yeah. Mark McGuire. He went yeah. for $3.1 million. Yeah, $3.1 And it was million. like a and you know who fan. bought it? You know who bought it? I think it was the McFarlane guy who, who started all the comics from Plymouth, Michigan. I feel like that's the guy that bought the ball. Okay. I don't know who that is, but... Uh... Anyway, Aaron Judge ball, 60-second ball. Um, guy's been offered $2 million for it. I'd be like, here is the freaking ball. Here's my bank. Here's my bank numbers. Send me the cash. Boom. Done. I'm checking this right here. What are uh, you checking? I'm checking. 
Who bought the ball? Cares who bought the friggin' ball. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm curious to know. Todd McFarlane paid an inflation adjusted total of 5.8 million for Mark McGuire's uh, number 67, 68, 69, 70 home run balls. Yeah. Wow. Todd McFarlane, he's he started like I think he's the same guy that started Twister too and got sued by Tony Twist. Anyway, that's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.